0: Love Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Intersections Matchmaking's Talk Radio, a monthly holistic lifestyle show focused on the continual evolution into the best versions of our authentic selves. We and our special guests will discuss relationships, social dynamics, and health and wellness, each of which contributes to meaningful and fulfilling lives. This is Justina, your host. I'm a former practicing lawyer and the founder of Intersections Matchmaking, the only elite national personalized service focused on singles of South Asian descent nationwide in the U.S. I'm very excited to welcome Elliot Katz to our show tonight. Elliot, a professional speechwriter and author of seven nonfiction books, authored the award-winning book entitled, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. Welcome, Elliot. Elliot. As a professional matchmaker and dating coach, I'm fascinated by insights and perspectives regarding relationships. I've enjoyed reading Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man, and would love to explore some of the concepts and insights shared in your book. Your book consists of nuggets of timeless wisdom as shared by a grandfather with his grandson. Why don't I read each of the 20 nuggets aloud for the benefit of our listeners? And after I read each one, I'd love to give you the opportunity to expand one by one. So the first nugget concerns a concept encapsulated by the phrase, if you don't lead, I can't dance. Please tell us about that.
1: Well, that's really at the beginning of the story where uh, Michael, the the main character of the book, asks his grandmother, he's dancing with his grandmother, and he says to her, I've heard there's a theory, and this is called the um, the couples dance. That when in a relationship, when one partner steps forward, the other steps back. And the grandmother responds and says, "Well, it is like dancing, but it's diff- in a different way. If you don't lead, I can't dance." Which which really sort of sort of the overall message of the book that it's important for the man to show leadership, just like in a dance, so the man has to show you know take the lead in the dance. The same in a lo- relationship. If he doesn't take Lead in the relationship, it's not going to work.
0: Great. Now tell me, what's an example, would you say, an everyday interaction between a man and a woman that may help our listeners, uh, you know, apply this concept?
1: Well, you know, it, it, it's really many, many situations. You know, when many uh, women com- today, they they complain that, that men seem, um, you know, when there's a problem, they, they seem to ignore it. They don't really seem to pay attention to it. They and uh, and and men on the other hand will think that uh, oh well, you know the, you know the woman knows better the home it's her domain uh, I don't want to be controlling you know men for so long they were accused of being so controlling now they've gone to the other extreme and don't want to show any leadership so so uh, so the, the woman is frustrated with the man because he's she sees him as really not doing anything and 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 often you, I've even heard women say they feel like a single parent because the man's not showing his share of leadership. Whereas the man is thinking, I'm being this nice, sensitive, non-controlling guy. Uh, why is she not happy? I'm being so good to her. So uh, that, and, uh, there are many, many situations like that. And, um, and, and and that's really the disconnect where men and women are, are like they're in different worlds. But, uh, you know, it's interesting in the matchmaking and dating world, you know, a common example will be, and I've heard this many times from women, and I, I ask you if you've heard the same kind of situation where it's, you know, a man, a man will ask a woman out, and even if they're getting together for a cup of coffee, then he'll ask her, where should we go for coffee? And and he uh, can't understand. He says, you know, when a woman is, is uh, you know, going out with you, and you can't even decide where to go for coffee, she's thinking, well, <laughs> have you heard of this situation? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I do, I do hear from women um, many times. You know, I wish you would take initiative. So I think that's um, you know, kind of along those lines. And I definitely have heard that. Um, now, your now your second nugget concerns a concept encapsulated by the phrase "being strong." Tell us about that.
1: Well, being strong is really you um, sort of a, a word I use. So, real overarching to, to describe really what a man has to be he has to be strong has to take charge, she has to uh, take responsibility, make decisions, really, sort of what I, when I said talking about being strong, it's really, to me, it's showing leadership, making decisions, taking responsibility, so even in a situation of a date, show leadership, you know, be a man with a plan, if you're going out with a woman, have a plan on what you like to do, you want to take her out for dinner, you want to go to a movie, you want to go see some entertainment, don't just, call up and say, "Well, what would you like to do and think you're being so so nice to so, like, show leadership and that's being strong and make decisions. You know, that's being strong also. When you're making decisions, you know, people may be opposing you. You know, it's easy to make decisions when everyone agrees with you, but when, when everybody's against you when you feel you have to do what's right, that that's being strong and taking responsibility if when there's, a, a, you know, it's a situation, don't blame other people. If, even if, the woman you gave in to her and, and it turned out to be wrong, just like you thought it would, take responsibility, solve the problem. don't blame her. That takes strength as well.
0: Yeah, I definitely um, taking responsibility, I think, is um, definitely something that I, I would also say women um, oftentimes I hear you know are looking for, so that is um, in terms of the third nugget concerning the concept encapsulated by the phrase "knowing what you want," tell us about that.
1: Well, it's it's a it, you know if it's really what I was saying, know what you want. It's like don't keep asking the woman what should we do. What should, you know, men think I'm being so nice. <laughs> I'm being so sensitive, you know. But really, know what you want. Be a man with a plan. You know, when when you're even knowing what you want, not only in terms of a date, but it applies to life. If, you, if you're going to marry someone, you, you better know what you, what kind of life you want to lead, and you know, communicate that to your to your potential partner. So. You know, you could decide if you're you're suitable for each other if you both want the same things. But it's it's knowing what you want. It's not just well, I'll just do whatever she wants. I mean, so I mean, so many men like that. They thought, I mean, so nice. I just do whatever she wants. How come she's so frustrated with me? Really, a woman wants a man who knows what he wants and, and can lead them both uh, to, to achieve those goals.
0: And I definitely, in terms of what you said about um you know knowing what you want, I think you know definitely and and both people knowing what they want in terms of what you had mentioned about suitability i oftentimes you know the starting point um for what we do is just finding out what people's life goals are and uh, what are they looking for in the future, and seeing um because if the life goals are different, then the compatibility in in my in my opinion is limited, so I definitely agree with that. Um, in terms of that fourth nugget concerning the concept, and I know you've used this term a couple times, um, the concept encapsulated by the word leadership. Um, you know, any examples in everyday interaction between a man and woman, again, that, uh, that may help our listeners apply the concept of leadership um, for, for a man?
1: Well, it's, it's really what I was describing, when there's, a, when there's a problem, when there's a challenge. You know, well, first of all, I talked about even on a date, If you don't show leadership on a date, if you ask the woman, you know, everything. You know, I was in Starbucks a few weeks ago, and I saw this young couple come in. And you could see they were on their first or second date, and, you know, they got their coffee. And then he turns to her and says, where would you like to sit? And I said, well, you know, can't you look around and see which table is the nicest of those that are available? I mean, that that is a real turnoff because how is he going to show leadership in other situations? So it's simple things like that. To really, when there's a problem, uh, you know, a major crisis in your family, with your children, you know, th- don't just leave it and say, oh, well, she'll take care of it. Step forward, you know, show leadership, find a solution. Like, if you don't know what to do, you know, there's lots of sources of information. And that's what leaders do. Leaders, you know, do the research, find information, to try to f- solve a problem. That's showing leadership, and that, that, that a woman respects. So many men think they're being so nice, so non-controlling, just... But really, to the woman, they're shirking their responsibility to show leadership.
0: Ah, okay, okay. Just you know, so finding a solution. I okay, I like that. Um, in terms of that fifth nugget of, of the twenty had mentioned concerning the concept encapsulated by the phrase, and you've mentioned this word too. It's not being controlling.
1: All right. So tell
0: us about that. And I know you you we, um you've alluded to that before, but but um, go into it a little bit more in terms of. Well,
1: uh, you know, it's it's an interesting point because. Well, often I'll say, especially to men, you know, if I say you got to show leadership, it's, oh, I don't want to be controlling. Because, you know, men were accused of being controlling so so much that, like I said, they've gone to the other extreme. But really, the, the the important point is that, you know, being controlling and showing leadership are really opposites. You know, someone who shows leadership is thinking about the greater good. It takes self-confidence. It takes, you know, having a vision. It really it shows you're thinking about others. You're, you know, showing leadership doesn't mean... You know, you think. I mean, being controlling is thinking only for yourself, and he's usually somebody who is uh, very insecure and, and and doesn't really care about others. But a leader does what he thinks is right, even though it's maybe it's not best what's best for him, but it's best for his family and his children. That's what true leadership is. Being controlling is just the opposite. It's just being selfish and thinking only for yourself.
0: Oh okay great that distinction is wonderful so the leadership really encompassing thinking of the family as as a unit or if it's a couple you know just the the man and the woman and um okay and controlling being more the the man or you know thinking about himself exclusively okay um that's uh,
1: that's that's being selfish that's and immature
0: Yes, okay. Now that sixth nugget concerning the concept encapsulated by the word listening, I think that's a, uh, you know, that's a really important one. Um, tell us about that in the context of what you're talking about. Well,
1: it's very important. You know, As a leader, it's important to listen to what other people are saying. You know, There's a saying, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. By listening to others, by knowing what's going on, People will respect you, and also it's you know they'll respect your leadership. But also you should listen to your spouse, listen to what she has to say. I mean she's an intelligent person, and that's the beauty of having a spouse is she can tell you things that you probably didn't, maybe you didn't think of. She'll see things differently. She'll she can see aspects that you hadn't thought of. So it's really you make a better decision when you listen to what your what your spouse is saying. So it's important to listen. It's not just you know I'm decided we're doing this listen to what she has to say.
0: Absolutely. And in terms of, you know, oftentimes you hear of leaderships, the best leaders are the ones who surround themselves with, you know, with people who, um, you know, great advisors and people who they can respect and um, and really listen to as well. So that's, that really resonates in that sense. Um, and that seventh, seventh nugget concerning the concept encapsulated by the phrase being worthy. Tell us about that.
1: Well, that that's a key thing. A man has to be wor- a woman has to feel her 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 partner is worthy, and um, she will respect him. And and if and she doesn't feel that he's worthy, then she won't respect him. And how do, you know to be worthy, you have to be a, the man. Show leadership, make decisions, take responsibility, take charge. Don't just be one of the children, and don't and don't think and don't think you're you know to the woman. You know, she sees him as one of the children, but he thinks, again, like I said, he's the sensitive, non-controlling guy. Oh, the home is her domain. I'm letting her make all the decisions. You know, a man like that is not seen as worthy by his wife. So it's about being strong, taking charge, and then you'll be seen as worthy. Because if you're not seen as worthy, she will be against you.
0: Hmm, okay. And um, the eighth nugget, concerning the concept encapsulated by the phrase being entitled, Tell us
1: about that. Right, it's important the man realize, you know, that he's entitled to be treated well, and um, and not accept anything less. And often you see situations where, um, you know, it, it's not only women doing this to men; it's both ways. But here, this book is focused on men, where men will feel, you know, my wife really treats me badly, and it's really deciding. Well, no, I, I'm going to raise, set the bar high. You know, often. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. often a, a woman will um, sorry, I've got a cough again <coughs> sorry, okay a woman, uh, you know, so one person treats the person, other person very badly and it just gets worse and worse and worse and it's only when things get really bad the, the other person reacts and the point is to decide, no, I'm entitled to be treated well and set the bar very high and decide any little thing no, I'm just going to make it clear that, you know, that's not acceptable And and when you Act that way, you get treated better. And when you think about it, you know anybody, man or woman, isn't going to treat another person who allows themselves to be treated badly.
0: I agree, and you know <laughs> oftentimes, I, you know, I find. And are you doing okay there? Would you yeah, like I'm to take a me, bit of break?
1: Right?
0: <laughs> okay, um, in terms of um, in terms of what you said about being being entitled, and you know, one thing I often tell people, you know, I you know, I feel is the case is that you we teach people how to treat us. Um to some extent and, and, I, and I definitely um definitely agree with that concept. Um, now, the ninth nugget that you you spoke um, you wrote of actually concerns the concept encapsulated by the phrase taking full responsibility and I know you alluded to that before as well um, tell, tell us about that and if there's any um, you know example of in right. Everyday interaction
1: again between a man and a woman. That well, you know what? Listen, this, this, this chapter, yeah. when I think of taking full responsibility, the first thing that comes uh-huh. to mind is, uh, you know, a lot of you know, this book is focused for men. So t- divorced men, a lot of them. I mean, they're blaming their ex-wives for this, they're that, all these things that went on, okay. and they can't understand why nobody has any sympathy for them, and 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 the reality is that, you know, we have a natural inclination that the human man is going to take charge and show leadership. And if there's a difficult situation, something bad happening, he's not going to let it happen or he's going to put an end to it. So so when you hear men complain, oh, my ex-wife, she spent me broke. She did this, she did that. Really, the inclination people say, well, you're the man. Why did you let it go on? Because people expect the man to take full responsibility for what's going on in, in his home. and And if you're just complaining and blaming others, nobody has any sympathy for you. So... From from that message, really, you know, start dealing with problems early. you see a problem, take full responsibility. Don't just think, well, you know, she did it. I'll blame her when it goes back. You know, I've heard Ah. lots of men say that. Take full responsibility because you're going to take responsibility. People are going to hold you responsible in the end anyway, so take it early on.
0: I see, um, and you know, I guess what you had mentioned before in terms of the listening and all of that, you know, if one is in a relationship where is that there is that bilateral listening going on, then um, I think the chances of that are of that happening, you know, problems happening around those regards is less. Would you would you say that in terms of these all seem to work together in 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 a no, way? I, absolutely, uh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. O- obviously, what often happens is is the man who just seems oblivious, who just says, well, "I'll let her decide," "I'll let her decide," and then. You know, just things are out of his control, and then he sees things, um, you know, that are wrong going on, and he just, you know, he just doesn't step forward and do anything about it because he's so used to just being, uh, you know, going along with whatever she says and not not really fulfilling his leadership role.
0: Ah, okay, okay. Now the tenth, the tenth nugget, you know, of the of the twenty that you had wrote about concerns that concept encapsulated by the phrase, "Growing Stronger." So right. tell us about that. So yeah. in,
1: this, in this chapter, this is um, where Michael, the main character, is asking uh, his grandfather, well, you know, if she wants me to the, be, be the leader, and I mean, men will often say this to me, if she wants me to be the leader, why does she always oppose me? <laughs> why would I try to do something? Pardon? Oh, no, I, I said, okay,
0: that that was kind of funny. You know, he said, if she wants me to be the leader, how, why does she always oppose me? So I was right, right.
1: Why does she undermine me yeah. if I'm trying to do something? And he says, it's, it, it, you know, well, there's two things. One, you know, first of all, listen to what she's saying. You know, maybe she's raising valid points, but if not, and if she just seems to be against what you're doing, you know, maybe she's testing you to see if you really are strong and if, and if you really mean it. And so you really have to see this as an opportunity to grow and to grow strong. You say, so, well, I'm not, I'm not, you know, presenting myself as a strong man that she's respecting, then I've got to grow even stronger and show her that I, I'm going to be that strong man who shows leadership and makes decisions. So just see it as, really as an opportunity, as a challenge to grow and, and, and improve yourself.
0: Okay. And, um, you know, that, that 11th nugget um, that, you, that you've that you mentioned in the book concerned the concept encapsulated by the phrase being manly. So what right. do you mean by that?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. Being manly, you know, often people interchange the word manly and macho and, And actually, they're opposites. Macho, you know, is that basically, you developing the word machismo, which is really about being showy and brash and and crude and self-centered. And and being manly is the total opposite. It's really the the positive, noble traits of a man of of mature character. It's things like having high moral standards, being self-disciplined and decisive, having strength in your convictions, being honest, and having courage to face difficulties. It's a very positive thing, and you know, it's, it's interesting, like, you know, the, the grandfather character in the book explains to Michael that, you know, when he learned what it means to be manly, that, that this is what he set his goals to be, to be manly, to, be, to have these, you know, character traits. It's a very positive thing. It's uh, it's really too bad in our society we sort of intermingled it with this, you know, self-centered, you know, macho-ness. And it's not at all. It's a very positive thing.
0: Interesting. Right. Okay. So those, um, all those characteristics that you mentioned, um, you know, those those are definitely ones that I, you know, I find, you know, are women, you know, seeking men, having those, just many of those characteristics you mentioned. So that's interesting. And that 12th nugget, um, concerning the concept encapsulated by the word giving. So tell us about that. What do you mean by giving? In this
1: right. Book? So it's important to give. And, um, you know, this book is written for men. So mm-hmm. a lot of men feel they give a lot, but they and they don't uh you know they just give, 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 and then when they want something from their wives or their children they 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 don't get anything, they sort of get ignored, and it's really important, and I, I know women feel this way about men sometimes i'm not I'm just saying this book's written for men, so this is the okay. focus I've taken that um it's really important you know to give the other person opportunities to give to you, not not that you're taking from them but that, you know, you give to them and it's important to let them give to you because the idea is that really love and giving come together. So, you know, people think that you love so you give, but really it's you, you love the person you give to. So by giving, just the action of giving, you, you develop a love for that person. And a very good example to, to illustrate this is you often see, like, someone who's hired as, as a caregiver, right, Some you know, caring for an elderly person, you know the more the more they do for that person even though it's a job, but the more they do they they seem they grow to really love that person or really have strong caring feelings for that person because they're giving so much to them and it it it's the same thing happens in a relationship if if you give to the other person you, you, your your feelings of love grow, and that's why it's important to give the other person opportunities to give and i I know men and I know it's true for women too, but for the men's society, a lot of men don't just give 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 I said I don't need anything from her. And you know, I can handle myself, but then you know after years of giving, and and then you need something, it's like oh, like they, they get no response. It's it's so it's important give and give the other person opportunities to give.
0: Ah, so give and be able to receive. Is that
1: kind of well? Yes, it's receiving as long as you realize it's receiving and, and not taking. It says like you're, people say, I don't want to take, but it's you're not taking. You're you're letting the other person give to you. You're receiving. Yes.
0: Mm, giving them the opportunity. To, to give as well. Okay. And that 13th nugget concerning the concept encapsulated by the phrase setting goals. So what what do you mean by setting goals in the context of what we're
1: talking about? Well, it's, it's all, we were talking about this earlier, that it's important yeah. that uh, in a relationship people have, have or in a marriage, that people have the same goals. You know, very often people, they love each other. Oh, we love each other so much, you know. <laughs> That's our goal is love. and. So, well, you know, the fires of love don't last forever, but you have to have goals. And these goals, like in any goal in life, will keep you going through difficult times. If you if you just, your goal is love and you fall out of love, well, what's left to keep you together? But if you say, well, we have a goal, we want to achieve something, we both want to, you know, go and do, you know, service in another country, or we both want to raise our children in a certain way, and maybe that can involve sending them to, Certain types of schools will cost money. And you say, well, it's a struggle to pay for these private schools, but no, we we set a goal. We want our children to have this kind of education, so that's keeping us going because that's a really important goal for us. So it's very important just to you know set goals, and because those can help keep you together in difficult times. You know, we're here for a purpose. I mean, it's like it's like any kind of difficult goal. You set a person sets on their own, there will be difficult times, but they think, well, yes, but this is part of achieving that goal. If you're having a difficult time and there's no ulterior purpose for it, it's like, oh, what are we doing this for?
0: Ah, interesting. Okay, so having goals and, and, you know, agreeing on the goals and having mutual goals really strengthens the bond in that way. Exactly,
1: exactly.
0: Okay, okay. Now, the 14th of the 20 you had mentioned concerns the concept encapsulated by the phrase knowing what's going on. Tell us about that.
1: Well... You know it's it's really part of leadership. you have to know what's going on in your family and because if you're if you're not if you don't know what's going on with your children with your wife in your home, then you're kind of oblivious to everything and, and and the woman feels very frustrated and she feels like a single parent, so it's really important to take time to talk to people, know what's going on, know what's going on with your children's lives, know what's going on in, in your wife's life and and just being able to you know and you see a situation then maybe, hey, this is a difficult. Maybe I need to step in and say, hey, I'll help you with this. I know a solution for this problem. I'm going to, you know, I'll research a solution and we'll implement it. But then you'll be our hero in your family. If you're just, you know, saying, and I've, I've met, you know, professional men, you know, in their 40s and 50s. will say, oh, the home is a woman's domain. And you just leave everything. Oh, she knows what's going on. She'll solve all the problems. It's very frustrating to her. And then these guys can't understand why their wives are so frustrated.
0: Ah, okay. So the knowing yeah, that really dovetails really well with the listening. In terms of to know what's going on, you one, you have to listen, um, to to the people in your family. And um okay. Um and and like I said, it allows you to take leadership then in terms of leadership, doing the problem solving and really you know trying to preempt and mitigate things uh, before they get too far. Then you have to know what's going on to be able to do that. So, all right, I love how these just interrelate and you know and feed into each other. Um, now the fifteenth negative that twenty concerns a concept encapsulated by the phrase think before you act. Um, tell us about that in this context? I think that generally that's great advice um in this context specifically what um, well
1: tell us it, it's that. it's it's great advice and it really it's important to keep that in mind, especially in a family where you know uh, things that you say uh you may regret later, and you know words hurt uh especially you know if a man says things that are you know hurtful to a woman she she remembers it. And, uh, she, you know, it hurts her. and hurts her for a long time. And women generally are, are, are more, you know, they're more sensitive than men. And I think men can more easily brush off hurtful words than uh, uh, a woman. So, I mean, it's like anything. So think before you act. Don't just follow your emotions. If there's a situation, you know, really sort of ticks you off, really pushes your buttons, and you, and you think, well, I'm justified in, uh, you know, getting angry. Well, no, you're not. Control yourself, you know, and... and Try to anticipate situations and think about how to calmly handle them you know, one of the things I say in the book is you know if, if you just get angry and blow up you, what you're, what you're showing is you really don't know how to handle it you know when you think about it someone who's really good at handling difficult situations handles them calmly because he knows what he's doing if the person doesn't know what he's doing that's the person who yells and screams so think before you act anticipate situations and think about how to calmly handle them it's uh, you know, it's. it's, it's peace to your home
0: yeah and the whole concept of um you know in the heat of the moment words that are said unfortunately they you know they stay like you said and it's really hard to take them back once they're once they're out so um now there's been the 16th nugget concerns a concept encapsulated by the phrase making decisions and i know you we've you know you've mentioned that throughout this whole concept of the importance of making decisions, um, you know, is there anything more you can tell us about that, or any examples and in everyday interaction that you've, you've, you know, um, witnessed or um, you can share with our listeners to really be able to apply that concept?
1: Well, if you know, if if you avoid making decisions, either you know you want your wife to make them, or you just you know let the decisions make themselves. You, your wife will feel you're ignoring, you're shirking your responsibilities. And really, one of the meanings of the word manly is being decisive. So, you know, in every situation, there's so many decisions. And, you know, one of the things, situations I often, when I talk to men, I would say, well, let's say you're you're at work and your wife is at home and she calls you and she says, what would you like for supper, chicken or spaghetti? And and, uh, and uh, you say, and, and men always relate like this, men will say, well, you know, you're a great cook, anything you make will be fine, whatever, you really, whatever you want, and and the men are resentful because they say, I'm busy at work. Like, I've got important things here. To do. Can't you just decide what to make? You know, it doesn't matter. And I say to them, you've got to decide. She wants, she called you. She wants you to decide. If it doesn't make a difference, you just choose one. It's easy. That's an easy decision. So, like, there are many decisions. You know, the deci- decision itself isn't all that important. It's like, if you're going out to eat to a restaurant, well, restaurant A or restaurant B, they're probably both good, but you gotta, you can't drive around all night, you know, arguing. <laughs> you got to go. So you have to make a decision, and often you know it's really nice when when a man you know has a plan, he thinks, "Well, I think we should go to this restaurant because I think you'll really enjoy this food and that food. It shows that you're thinking about thinking about her so there are many decisions, like i said, the decision itself isn't all that important, but this decision has to be made obviously big decisions like you can't come home one day and say, "Well, I've decided we're moving to Australia, start packing." You know those you have to you have to you know discuss and make together. But there's so many of these decisions. It really makes a woman happy if you can take charge and and make decent decisions.
0: And you said, and one thing you said, which I think um, holds very much true, is is that um, about thinking about the other person. You know, if you, if a decision, and, and this, uh, you know, comes right almost full circle to what we have mentioned before in terms of um, planning a date and taking initiative with the date. You know, if I hear from women all the time, you know, if you know, if men go ahead and put some thought into that date, and the putting thought in in and of itself, it doesn't actually matter where one ends up. You know, a lot of women feel like just him having taken time and thought about it is is so um, so appreciated. Oftentimes, so. Um, well,
1: exactly, exactly. I've heard that a lot. Really, be a man with a plan. Even if you're going for a cup of coffee, just choose a place and go there. And like, oh, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and now the seventies nugget you had mentioned concerns that concept uh, encapsulated by the phrase "watch men who are strong." So, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, like learning a lot of things, you learn by watching people who are good at it. And really, we're just saying one of the ways is watch people who who are strong, watch men who take charge and become friends with them and sort of try to, you know, absorb their way of doing things. Very often, you see men will tell me, who men who aren't strong will say, well, you know, I feel uncomfortable with, you know, men who are like those take-charge kind of guys. I think they're old-fashioned. I said, well, maybe you feel uncomfortable with the but with them because they're, they're really, uh, you know, there's something you could learn from them. And that's really what you have to uh, just say and just watch them and see how they do things and how they don't just always turn to their wives and, and ask them what to do. And if there's a problem or the crisis, they stand up and, and take charge and see what they can do to solve the problem. And I don't just sit back and, you know, hope nobody will notice them. It's really, it's like anything. Watch people who are good at it and, and learn from them.
0: Ah. Um, absolutely, look for role models and look for people who are, if you want to do something, look for people who are already doing it well and learn exactly. from that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, the 18th nugget that you had mentioned concerns a concept encapsulated by the word money. Um, so tell us about that, how this Well, in-
1: money is uh, one of the most common uh, areas that people fight about. And uh, and really, and one of the insights in, in that chapter says that you know when there's financial stress in a relationship it'll bring out problems that probably would not have otherwise have arisen so it's really important to to do everything you can to to prevent financial stress and you know a man can't just blame his wife you know if she's spending money like crazy uh you know he can't you can't just uh say oh well what can I do I can't stop her no you, you've got you got to take charge and say you know we can't do this whatever you have to do You know, you have to show her what's the reasonable amount she can spend each month, and really, that's your responsibility, because if you go broke, people are going to to blame you, and you say, oh, my wife spent us broke. People are going to say, you're the man, why did you let it go on? So really, the most important thing is, is, is take charge. Don't get into financial stress, because it just leads to a lot of other problems.
0: Ah, and I, I think this nineteenth nugget uh, really dovetails on what you just mentioned, and that's the one that is encapsulated by the phrase the big house.
1: Right. So you know, it's interesting. The big
0: right in there. Yeah. The,
1: the big house is also uh, a slang term for uh, jail. eh?
0: <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs>
1: so I think we've seen, especially in the past couple of years, that uh, yeah. you know people were uh, like almost seduced into they like, own oh, these big beautiful houses, and they thought it'd be so nice, but. You know, if you get into a house that's more than you can afford, it's it, life becomes very stressful, and, um, and and really life is miserable. So, you know, and and we're all t- tempted by it. We also, oh, look, you know, we're living in it so modestly. Why Let's have a big house. You know, we'll impress people. will you know, why other people have it. Well, we should have it too. And it's really the important thing is, you know, as a man, you got to say, well, no, we can't afford it. And even if she, you know, tries all these things to pressure you, you have to say, no, let's just. I worked it out here. This is the paperwork. We can't afford it. That—that's your responsibility. So, it's—it's really, you know, be aware. Like, don't don't get it over your head because, uh, you know, you think oh well, I'll work extra hard, but you know after a year or two or three you can't. You know, it's enough already, and you still got 20 years left on the mortgage. So, it's um, you know, just you know a man's job. Don't don't let don't let be don't be pressured into uh, getting to that big house prison. Mm.
0: And the final, the 20th and final nugget concerns the concept encapsulated by the word working. So tell us about that in terms of what we've been talking about.
1: Well, it's important. Here again is an area that, um, you know, it's really important that a person has to, can't be idle. They have to be working. They have to be doing something productive. And, and very often men will say, oh, you know, I'm working so hard in my job. You know, I want my wife to sit at home. You know, and uh, well, you know, when, they, when you have young children, that's fine when they're infants, but comes a point the kids are in school and, mm-hmm. you know, the woman is at home and really, you know, she's idle. And, she, and really, this old fashioned value is really true that idleness leads to depression. They're unhappy. And then they start thinking, well, that, you know, their unhappiness is the fault of their husband. And, and, and it can really lead to marriage breakup. So it's really important. You know, make sure your wife is doing something productive. You know, you're spending all day doing productive things at work. You're excited about it. You don't realize she's sitting at home, really not being idle, not being productive. It's it's depressing, and it's really important to keep her excited and about doing things and and, and be productively occupied. You know, it's interesting how many how many divorces I as I sort of became as I read this insight and I sort of became aware of it. So I realized, gee, a lot of a lot of divorces are the woman just was sitting at home. You know, wasn't happy. Used to get together with girlfriends. They all complain about their husbands, and they all got divorced. I was just once I once I became aware of it. I saw that it is a big problem.
0: Interesting. Well, you know, I think that it dovetails into the concept of, you know, working is about so much more than just earning money, I think. You know, there's a sense of fulfillment and accomplishment and meaning that comes from that for a lot of people. Um and um and if one you know, is not part of that, you know, one can one can feel like they might be missing that in their lives. So that that sounds um that sounds like a you know a recognition of work being being about a lot more than just like I said you know earning a paycheck or something like Absolutely, that much more yeah. than just mm-hmm. about financial. Um, now, Alvin, I know your book is directed towards men, and um, but you know I'm wondering, are there any words of wisdom you'd like to direct towards women on our show tonight? Uh, maybe to help them, you know, um, help help them help their men, you know. Be in a better position to um, to to be strong in the way you've mentioned, or just generally, um, any any words of wisdom to women.
1: Right. Well, I want to throw
0: that just, out there. Sure.
1: Yeah. Ahead. Let me just say you. first, you know, I wrote the book for men, and I was uh, I was uh, you know I encouraged men to read it. I said, read it. Don't show it to your wives. Just do what it says. You'll see that improvement. So, you know, women are the biggest buyers of the book. There, they buy most of the books. They they ask me, how do I get my husband to read it?
0: <laughs> ah, that's
1: funny. That's, that's, that's very funny. Okay. Yeah. So no, it's Sorry. it's it's uh it's really like you know it's like t- total opposite of what I what I thought. So for <clears throat> so to get, tell your husband to read it, just you know tell him you want him to read. I had one woman say that she was going to give the book to her husband and say you know it's a short book. It'll take like you know 45 minutes to an hour to read. She says, read it. I'll be waiting for you in the bedroom in my negligee. That was, that was one approach. <laughs> but, <laughs>
0: Nothing wrong with a little like, incentive,
1: huh? <laughs> yeah, give him some incentive. Also, you know, really just, you know, really put a packet with his lunch and make his lunch, put it with his lunch in his briefcase so he could read it, you know, on his on his commute to work. Just encourage him to read it. But in terms of some of the, the strategies to encourage a man to, to start being strong, is it's really like, like that kind of situation where, let's say you're going out, where are we going to a restaurant? And he says, you want to go to restaurant A or restaurant B? Just say you decide, and then don't say another word, and let him let him decide. Like don't say anything, and then and then if there's a situation that uh, at home with the kids that uh, you know you you would like him to take charge of dealing with, just ask him to do it. Just say you know this situation here with Johnny, could you please take care of it? And and if he asks you what to do, just say well I don't know. I when I I just do research. Like you know maybe look on the internet. though not come have some ideas there. And then don't tell him what to do. And then when he does something, you know, recognize him. Say, you know, oh, thank you, did a good job. You made a good decision. I really appreciate you handling that situation. It really helped me a lot. You know, like in any kind of situation, you have to encourage people and give them positive feedback, and and really just keep working from there. And and don't and don't let him. If he doesn't want to make the decision, don't make it for him. Just like if he's going to drive around all night looking for a restaurant because he won't decide where to go, well, he's, let him drive around all night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, okay, okay. You,
1: you, don't you step got, in. Don't. Yeah. Oh, don't make the decision. Once you say you decide, let him decide. You know, let him, let him decide. It's it's, and, and then when he makes a decision, tell him, oh, yeah, it's a good choice. You made a good decision. You just mm-hmm. you got to build him up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's
0: a that's an important point. That um, you know, I think that one, the, the the point about appreciation, which I think regardless of the gender, all men and women both appreciate being Absolutely. appreciated for for their for their gestures. And then two, you know, when someone does make that decision to um you know, to to not uh, take away from detract from it, you know, and not um so that's um I think I think that's um that's great with Um, Great uh, insight. And then, in terms of any final words of wisdom or parting thoughts you'd like to share with men, women, um, anyone, we have a mixed vote on the line.
1: What I I tell um, men is, um, you know, like they'll say, like, how do I start? Like, I've I've been married five years, ten years. You know, my wife's making all the decisions. How how am I going to change things? So I say, well, the first thing is what you don't do. You don't say, okay, I'm the leader now. So you've decided we're going to do it this way. I have decided, I'm the leader. We're going to do it the complete opposite. Well, that's not very smart. It's just going to cause more conflict, and, and it's really not going to. It's not going to solve anything. The thing is to look for situations that need to be dealt with. Look for situations that your wife isn't dealing with, or or dealt with, and just wasn't able to resolve. And see, then you know. So you're not undermining. it. just step forward and say, you know, I'm. I see the situation. I'm going to solve it. I'm going to find a way to solve this problem. I'm going to. You know, you know, get the resources, get the whatever we need, get the professional in. I'm going to solve this problem. And and you know, at first, she might look at you like, oh, well, like what's going on here? But just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. And really, ultimately, become her hero. Because really, what does she want? If you've left all the responsibilities to her to make the decisions, and suddenly you're stepping forward and saying, I'm going to show my share of leadership, and and step forward and deal with situations. You know, she, you'll be our hero, that, and, and that's what she wants. Because then she'll feel she has a spouse, and, and she isn't a single parent. So that's really, that's, really, that, you, that's just such an important thing. hmm
0: hmm Well, I'd like to thank you, Elliot, so much for joining us today and sharing your insights with us. It's been a real pleasure. Okay. And, thank uh, you yeah, and once you again, Elliot, I'm sorry, go
1: ahead. No, I just wanted to say, you might mention the book's available from Amazon.com, so...
0: Sure. I was just just going to mention first that your award-winning book is entitled Being the Strong Man, A Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. And go ahead, um, take it away. Okay, it's it's
1: available from Amazon.com and also uh, from Barnes & Noble and Borders Bookstores. And if you go in and they're sold out, just ask them. They'll order it and give it to you pretty quickly.
0: Excellent. And again, the title is Being the Strong Man, A Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. And in case you joined us late or would like to share this show with people in your life, I'd like to remind you that today's radio show will be archived and available as a podcast on Intersections Matchmaking's website, which is www.intersectionsmatch.com, and I can be reached at at jesbnetintersectionsmatch.com. Appreciate your spending time with us. Do email me with topics you'd like to discuss in future shows. And make sure to join us for next month's show on Sunday, April 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern, when we'll, be, when we'll be speaking with Rachel Greenwald, international best-selling author of the book Find a Husband After 35, Using What I Learned at Harvard Business School, and another book, Why He, Why he Hasn't Called You Back, A Thousand Guys Reveal What They Really Thought About You After Your Date. Thanks again, everyone, and good night.
1: Okay, good night.